Jackie McMullen, and welcome to my podcast, All Mama Care. This podcast is something I've had in mind for a, about a month now. Um, it's been rolling around in my brain, and my son got diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia in February, and we're going through all the chemo right now, but I wanted it to be a resource for all the other families that are going through what we're going through. Um, I have my husband here, Ryan McMullen, to help me kick off the podcast. Oh, hey, hi. Ryan. Hi. I'm glad you put my full name out there. Yeah. Well, we are married. We've been together <laughs> yeah. for... How I many, am your husband, so... How many years now we've been married? Well, been, we've seven. been together for 12. We've been married for seven. Still not sick of each other. No. And at least you know my last name. <laughs> so That's good. So Rye's here with me, and it's taken us, honestly, it's taken us a couple weeks to find some time to sit down, give you a little bit of background about us. Um, I mentioned that our son, Oliver, who's two, almost two and a half, he was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia this past February, and he has B-cell, um, and there was something wrong with him. Um, just, he was being lethargic and just wasn't acting like himself. Um, he, he looked anemic too. He was, he was very pale, almost yellowish tinge. Um, which is why when we took him, we took him to the, uh, urgent care mm -hmm. before we went to the hospital the night before and the doctor there thought it could be anemia, but he wasn't sure. And he wanted us to go to hospital that night, but... We ended up waiting a day just because I had school. I was a we teacher. Both, we so. both were teaching at the time. And so the following day, Ryan made an appointment. Right. Uh, it was the Friday before vacation. So, like, we wanted to just go and finish because we right. thought maybe he's just sick. And the doctor at the urgent care didn't seem like it was uh, something that we would We had to, to rush to the rush ER. to the hospital for. He gave us, like, an option. So, so anyway, so... Um, so Ryan brought him into our pediatrician, and they had a blood draw, draw there, took a blood draw, and right away the results came back, and they looked at Ryan and told him to bring him right to the ER. So that is where everything started to unravel, and our lives just completely went into a tizzy. Um, I ran out of the school that I was working at uh, once school was over, and I met um, Ryan at, the, at our hospital here in Central Mass, and um, through a series of different tests and um, just on the edge of our seats, we were admitted to the hospital, and some additional tests were run, and a couple days later, we were given the diagnosis. So that was quite quite a tragic moment in our, in our family. Um, but Ollie's doing really well right now. We're seven months in. And um, throughout the podcast, different episodes, we will be talking about him. Um, but my focus is not so much to talk about just him and his treatment, um, as kids will have different paths on their treatment journey and may react differently to the chemotherapy depending on what treatment they're on. Um, but this podcast, I really would like it to be a resource to talk about some of the different um, funds and uh, specialists and other different um, organizations that have helped us along the way so far. Well, I think Ollie will be talked about, and we'll talk about our experience going through it. We'll also mention what he, you know, was on for medicine and things like that. So there will be discussion about it. 
But the main point of this is to try and help other parents who are going through the same thing with young children. Because when this all started, there was a very small pool of resources for us to fall back on. And everything was really unexpected. We didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. um, other than talking with other people on like Facebook groups. Yeah, when Ollie got diagnosed, I immediately turned to Ryan and I'm a pretty private person, but when Ollie was diagnosed, I turned to Ryan and said, nothing about this is private. Um, awareness is key. People need to know what the warning signs are, not to scare people, but just to be on the lookout um, if their child starts to exhibit some signs, uh, such as... Um, lethargic behavior. Yeah, lethargic behavior and stop eating. That was a big warning sign for us. Um, not so much of the bruising. A lot of kids will have... Uh, lot of bruising but Ollie really didn't so um so kind of high level some of the things that I'll be talking about on future episodes are um during our stay during Ollie's diagnosis in the hospital we had a VIP team we still have a VIP team um but it was very helpful to not only have our oncologist team, which is made up of four oncologists, uh, so we are comfortable with all four of them. They're aware of Ollie's uh, treatment, and they all back each other up. Um, so our oncologist team, our nurses, have been uh, absolutely amazing. Not only in the hospital, but at the clinic that we go to now. It's just every nurse seems to care so much. You know, and I think that... When you're in it, you kind of take it for granted. But when you leave the clinic, you, you realize like how special it is to have that care. Yeah, not only the physical care of the treatment and getting him hooked up uh, to the chemo, but also especially for me, the emotional side to it. So many nurses are just, they're right there if you need a hug. They can read your face in a minute and know that you need a moment or you need to be uh, comforted or reassured that this is all to be expected. Right. And on the flip side of that, you also learn to read their faces after they look at the blood tests and, you know, we might be staying in the hospital a couple of nights. Mm -hmm. You can kind of see it. They don't want to say it right away because they want to talk to the doctors first, but you can, you can see it. Yeah. And, and the great thing about the hospital that we're staying, uh, where Ollie's being treated at, um, in Central Mass is that everybody truly cares 110%. They see so many kids, so many teenagers throughout the day, but when they're caring for Ollie, we feel like we're the only ones in the clinic. Right, and to not sound snobbish, I'm sure it's like that in other parts of the country. I'm sure that mm-hmm. most of the doctors and nurses and other clinics around the country care. We just feel like we're very blessed because of where we're at. And we can't comment on other parts of the country and the healthcare system there, but what we have here is pretty astounding. Yeah, so that has given us a really solid foundation to be able to talk about this stuff. You know, I don't know if we had, if we did have a rocky foundation, I don't know if we would be able to actually talk about this stuff. I think um, we'd be more frustrated than anything, to be right. honest. I mean, this is such a major life-changing thing that if you if you didn't have that team Mm -hmm. and the support of that team you'd most likely really feel like you were drowning yeah and all your energy would be wasted on trying to find other resources all right it's not just the doctors and nurses though there's also the child life specialists 
who help out not only in the hospital with the playroom and watching the children there, but they're there when you go to clinic to help you when they're, you know, doing a, a draw of the blood for, for labs or when they're putting in the port needle or, you know, when they're getting the chemo, they come and check in on you and bring you toys or play music with you. And mm-hmm. it's just amazing to have that as well as another backup So that's been a wonderful resource. Like Ryan said, we've become great friends with our child life specialist, and um, she really has created a nice friendship with our son, who's two and a half, and he's very comfortable with her. Um, So that's been really helpful. Additionally, when we were in the hospital during diagnosis, we also um, are in touch with an amazing social worker. Now, her job is, in the beginning, it was to make sure that we were following through with any applications we had to fill out for Ryan's long-term disability for school. Or just uh, foundations that could help us with paying some bills, which was extremely important. And for some people, they have to quit their job or they have to you know, take an extended leave from their work where they won't be getting paid. And so the social worker tries to help out with that. And she helped us sign up for secondary insurance so that we're not getting hit with medical bills all the time. Because if we were logistically going to the hospital as much as we go and going to the clinic as much as we go, we'd have a, a mountain of bills. I'm assuming from just having one health care. We're lucky enough to live in Massachusetts and we're lucky to have Mass Health as a secondary uh, insurance program. And she set that up for us. Mm -hmm. So it's been amazing. So not only that, but also when Ollie got diagnosed, I was a long-term sub at a school, and I gave them my notice um, saying that I wasn't going to be coming back to take care of Ollie full-time. And Ryan, who's been working as a teacher for about, what, over 10 years now? Well, I've been at the same school for 11 years, but I taught for three years before that at a different school. So you were able to take FMLA, uh, Family Medical Leave Leave Act, and that was great because you were home with us for, was it 12 weeks? 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Um, So we were still getting um, a paycheck, which was great because we still had to pay rent and um, pay some of our other bills. But, man, it was really good to have Rye home. Um, as we were in the hospital for 13 days when Ollie was diagnosed. And so um, living out of a hospital, even just for an overnight, is tricky. But when it's 13 days and you have a two-year-old who doesn't know what's going on and just wants to play all the time and you're mentally and physically exhausted, it's really really wearing. so also, too, some of the great resources that I'll talk about in some other episodes are um, here in Central Mass, we have a plethora of amazing, amazing supports to help families like ours. Uh, Sherry's House, it's a place that is here in Worcester, and parents and families can actually live there while they're going through treatment. Um, and they have a playground there. They have parent support groups at night. They have guest speakers come. And I also have like festivals for the kids or on holidays and yeah. things like that. There's a food pantry. Um, they've given us gift cards and diapers and a lot of those mm-hmm. essential resources that when you're a little tight on money, it's mm-hmm. nice to have someone say, oh, we have this if you need it. And, yeah. and not only that, but, you know, now Ollie has a compromised immune system, so I'm home with him. 
I can't go to the store anymore. I can't buzz to Target and go get what I need. So being able to drive right up to the parking lot and have one of the workers come out with a whole box of diapers with him in the car is absolutely amazing. Right. Um, Another resource that we've been hooked up with is PD Pals, and that's palliative care. Um, So when people hear palliative care, a lot of people think, you know, it's related to hospice care. Um, That's untrue. Palliative care is helping to treat while you're going through treatment, and hospice is preparing for the end, um, making everybody comfortable. So palliative care, PD Pal, they've been a wonderful resource to us. They have provided um, a massage therapist to come to the home. Um, They have provided a music therapist to come to the home, and it's been wonderful because, again, I can't go to a playgroup with Ollie. I can't go to music time. We can't do the gymboree stuff. So to have someone come to the house is absolutely wonderful, and, and Ollie loves it, and we look forward to it. We'll be right back. Let me let you in on a little secret. I knew nothing about podcasting before I got started. I use anchor.fm because it's super easy. Three top reasons why I use it is because number one, it's free. I don't have to pay anything for it. Number two, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit the podcast right in the platform. And number three, Anchor will actually distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard wherever podcasts are listened to. So download the free Anchor app or go over to anchor.fm to get started and get your ideas out of your head and out into the world. Um, A couple of the other things is... Uh, early intervention. So prior to Ollie's diagnosis in December, we actually had Ollie. He took a test. Speech verbal. So he was a little delayed in his speech, but um, he was right over the mark and qualified for um, speech therapy. So we put a hold on that when he was diagnosed. And then um, about three to four months into treatment, we started that back up again. So that's been really helpful. And that's the thing. The chemo can also depending on how young the child is, it can set back their development a little. So, you know, you have to find things like early intervention to help anyways Mm -hmm. and physical therapy and all those sorts of things because sometimes they're set back from where they should be. Right. And that's a good point because during induction, he was put on the steroid for 29 days that basically he stopped walking. He stopped walking. He stopped talking. It was a very uncomfortable time for him. Yeah. And he wasn't himself. It was terrifying for us as parents to see this energetic boy slowly just sit on the couch and not want to do anything but watch Paw Patrol. So- right, but during that time, we were also really lucky because one of the other things was we had meal trains from multiple uh, groups that were offering to make food for us and bring it here. And that was a lifesaver because we didn't want to go grocery shopping or cook mm-hmm. at that time. We were just, our whole focus was on Ollie and his treatment. That was another great thing. Yeah. So shout out to Worcester Moms Group. Thank mm-hmm. you so much because that was just like having a newborn. That Food is the last thing that you want to think about. And to have things and meals already lined up for us, uh, even before we got home, right. was w- absolutely And wonderful. my coworkers, too. It was amazing. They would drive the food down to the hospital when we were in the mm-hmm. hospital and they came and delivered diapers at night sometimes to the house and it was pretty amazing to have all these people really stepping up 
Yeah. My and school it, even did a fundraiser for Ollie, which was amazing, and they raised all this money that helped us pay rent for the last year, essentially. Um, so, if you're listening to this and maybe you are not affected directly, but you know someone whose child is going through treatment, to be honest, the best way to support them is, well, for us, it was meals and, and fundraising. It was also just knowing that people are there for you. Mm-hmm. And you forget that in today's world a little mm-hmm. bit sometimes, that there is a community around you. There is a community of people that want to help you. They don't just want to stand there and wait to be told what to do. They they act on mm-hmm. their impulse, which is a good thing. And the biggest thing you can do is just take everything that people give you and not reject it. And don't feel guilty about it either. You know, we, we kind of went through a bit of guilt because... People were helping us out so much, but man, I'm really, I'm so lucky. We're so lucky that people were coming out of the woodwork all over, right, all over the United States. Well, we're also just us. very lucky to have that because I'm not sure everyone gets that a level of support, but it really is important. If you know someone that's going through something like this, it doesn't just have to be cancer. Mm-hmm. If they're going through some other disease and you know that they're hurting and you want to do something, do it. Don't delay. You don't even have to ask. Yeah, you should just do it. Just do it. Because to be honest, if someone asked me what can I do, that's the last thing I want to answer. Just do it. Right. Um, So we talked about the meal train. That was awesome. And then um, a couple of the other resources that I'll talk about um, in a couple other episodes are the fun stuff. So we actually had the Love Your Melon Fund Come, which is a uh, subgroup of Love Your Melon Hats. And so we had some college kids come, and they came and had a special day with Ollie in April, and that was that was definitely wonderful to have them, again, come to us um, and be able to be outside and uh, run around. I'll also talk about Alex's Lemonade Stand, uh, which is a wonderful organization that... I we actually are raising money for currently right now as we're running and training for the Newport Half Marathon. Mm. Um, Alex's Lemonade Stand is a great organization that raises money for can- cancer research, and a portion of those funds go right on to um, specific hospitals, and it actually is supporting one of the clinical studies at the hospital that Ollie's being treated at right now. Um, Later, I'll talk about a fabulous book by Tara Garrity called Making Cancer Fun. Um, Tara, if you're listening, thank you, thank you for writing that book. And I'm so glad your daughter is doing so well right now. Um, That was an excellent resource for me as I really wanted this experience for Ollie to be as fun as we can make it, as crazy as that sounds. Um, So Tara has a lot of great tips in that book. And um, to be honest, it was more like projects for me to work on for him. (laughs) It's more like for... For me. For you. So it's really for the parents. It's a parent's guide to making cancer fun. Um, But if you have older kids, elementary school age or middle school... Um, even some of the teenagers, they ha- there's some really good ideas in there. Right, um, and like we said, it's it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's different if you're a parent with a teenager going through this. It's different if you're a parent with a young child going through this. And it's much different if you have an infant. Your infant can't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. 
they can't tell you if they're bored. They can't tell you what hurts. And for us, since Ollie was speech delayed anyways, we, we couldn't ask him like what hurts, what's wrong, because he really couldn't tell us. He'd point to something and then he'd point to something else. And, you know, we have to, we're kind of there to guide everything. It's much different for us than it would be for someone with a child who can tell them and is verbal about what what's going on. The same thing with a teenager. So. Right. And every child is different. Right. They're going to react to the chemotherapy differently. They're going to have different reactions. Yeah, there's they no may one have way different to react side to effects. So again, this is just a place that um, I can provide resources to you guys um, to look into and um one of the other resources that my sisters actually found, shout out to Mary D, thank you for finding this, is Season Johnson's Kick Cancer Kit. Um, so go online, check her out. But Season is a plethora of knowledge um, in the doTERRA essential oil world. And she fundraises and provides Kick Cancer Kits um, to about 25 families per year. And we were lucky to get one of them, and it was chocked full of amazing goodies and um, essential oil blends that we have used on Ollie since pretty much day one since mm. we got home. Sometimes um, ourselves. I've been using so many <laughs> the oils, lavender one especially. So many oils for anxiety and um, and being able not not to sleep and uh we constantly have the diffuser going all the time and to be honest ollie expects it he'll walk over to the diffuser and if it's not on he'll point to it oh he loves to go (gasps) he thinks it's a candle (laughs) so anyway just to wrap this up um what about the um the boxes that get sent all the time. He loves oh, those. Oh, the joy jars. Joy jars, yeah. Yeah, so there's another really cool organization, um, joy jars, and they're amazing. It's the Never Ever Give Up Fund. And I, of course, when Ollie was diagnosed, I pretty much signed up for anything and everything that I had heard of or someone had mentioned or somebody told me. And the Never Ever Give Up crew um they send you cheerleading boxes and it's amazing like some of the boxes are small Mm -hmm. and they'll be filled with toys and then some of them are giant jars that are filled with toys and bean bags and shirts and all this kind of stuff to keep especially if you're i mean for us we came home relatively early after treatment we came home after two weeks some people are in there for months Mm -hmm. and it gets hard to keep your kid entertained just for two weeks, I can't mm-hmm. imagine for months. Yeah. And so those joy jars have stuff that are like games, like little games, like a mini Scrabble, a mini Uno, like stickers, coloring books, crayons. Mm-hmm. Like there's been all this stuff that they send, and it's pretty amazing um, what they're able to do for people. Yeah. So. And they um, sent us popcorn and a bowl yeah, and for like a movie night, for a movie which, really night cool. which is a really cool concept so definitely check them out and um there are so many other resources that i want to list but we'll get to those in later episodes so just to wrap it up uh, i call this all mama care because when ollie got diagnosed i really felt alone i didn't know anybody else that had a toddler even though was, you were with me I was with you, right? but I didn't feel like I had another mom that I could go to and right. say, hey, how did your two-year-old tolerate this? Um, 
So I'm creating this podcast as a resource uh, for me to give info to you and hopefully um, for you to share uh, things with me. So you can reach me at um, my Gmail, which is allmamacare at gmail.com, and I'll spell it. It's a dot l dot l dot mama, M A M M A care, C A R E, allmamacare at gmail.com. So we want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us, and we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.